Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, our first show of May. Uh, I'm joined, of course, as always, by uh, a friend and colleague, Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Gary. How are you doing today? Doing great, Merritt. It seems like a long time since we've been on the air. It's only been two weeks. I know, I know. Yeah, we had a recorded show last week. It was, it was exciting. I was we were telling uh, the engineer I slept in until six thirty. I never do that on a Friday. <laughs> and I like to listen as a, well, like, a like, uh, like a listener. I was like, okay, hey, those guys are pretty darn good. <laughs> you know, I would have, except um, I didn't. <laughs> no, I could. I picked it. I, I picked it up on podcast, <laughs> but we sounded good. We did. We sounded all. We did. We, we had good guests. That 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 always helps. Good oh, guests yeah. always help. Yes. Yeah, and we've got a great guest coming up uh, today. Today we're going to be talking about media. And it would seem like throughout the show series, that's all we do is talk about media. But I mean, no kidding, old school, earned media, newspaper, television, radio. Sure, they all have digital presences. And sure, they're posting on Facebook. But uh, I think we're going to talk today about the people behind the pixels. Yeah, I think that we haven't really, it seems to me, we haven't talked it that, that way. It's like, yeah, we've talked about media, but scratching my head thinking, wait a minute, we haven't really talked about it that way, like actual no kidding reporters and stuff. Absolutely. I mean, uh, and I, I think one thing that's key, uh, what I see is a lot of, a lot of people using uh, Twitter for their media relations, because it's a great way for correspondents to pick up quickly what's going on. And if you can, in a tweet, explain what your news item is, uh, I think I think the press appreciates that. Mm-hmm. And so I find I do a lot of my media relations and just relationship maintenance. I don't necessarily break news via Twitter. I think um, uh, our, our clients are uh, uh, have a little bit more uh, uh, more of a planning curve than that. But I think Twitter is a great way to maintain relationships. I wonder if that's what's, uh, imagine journalism school is so different now. <laughs> I wonder if the entire, it used to be, you know, you know, the five W's, they still count, of course, the inverted pyramid, that all still counts, but uh, um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Well, the inverted pyramid counts, but uh, it pretty much it's lead only, and that's your tweet. <laughs> that's right. And so it's not much of a pyramid, is it? It's just the top of the pyramid, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm waiting for AP Style Guide to come out with their vowel-free um, uh, style guide for Twitter purposes. Do they still put that out? I mean, do they still? I, I would hope they do, but I, mean, I haven't seen it. I, oh, you know, yeah. I used to have. I used to have my my. I always had my copy around, and uh, and uh, it was great. It was always right there on my desk. Yeah, well, and, yeah. They, they've up. They have. They've updated it a lot, and I think the updates um, are coming fast and furious between each uh, annual edition. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the Bible uh, for, and uh, maybe maybe it still is, but now it's probably uh, you know an app. Maybe it, I'm sure it is an app. You know. Right, and and I think you know the big question is, do you hyphenate hyphenate or not hyphenate hashtag? <laughs> Golly, oh my goodness. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, I was uh, as we're getting ready to see uh, uh, to see uh, talk to Jim in a little while. I was uh, uh, I was remembering the fact that um, another, another aspect of uh, media today and dealing with uh, with uh, reporters and such is that your work uh, lives forever, not just in some dusty archive in a building, but online. So. Um, uh, I was doing some research on Jim and on, on, on you and on me and checking out our names. You know, the old Google search thing uh, to see your oh, name yeah. and, and then linking it to a publication and seeing where that, where that leads. So what what you come up with? Is there anything um, I need to uh, cleanse before oh, you're my in, upcoming yeah, you're, primary? That's right. You're in big trouble. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're okay. I mean, I just uh, – so, so it's like for me, this is just how – of course, now this is going to – the cat's going to be out of the bag if it isn't already about you know my age. But I was uh, I, I typed in my name in Asbury Park Press because uh, back when I was at uh, Naval Weapons Station Earl in in uh, New Jersey, it was all kinds of juicy stuff going on. And and there I am. I mean, it's like forty some, fifty some uh, posts with uh, with my name about uh, okay this 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 court martial uh, from the Marines, this fire on a barge, uh, uh, you know this this issue that issue, and so it lives on forever. Yeah, and I I think um, uh, you know just understanding um, what outlets I'm not even saying publications anymore. I think I really see them as outlets are most important to your business uh, locally or to your industry, um, uh, perhaps regionally uh, or uh, globally. Uh, you know, and I have my favorites that I follow. I'm sure everybody is tired of my economist uh, economist espresso retweets, but. That you know, that's my favorite. That happens to be my favorite uh, news capsule because they pick five main stories, to write a paragraph about every morning, and then a quick news digest of shorter uh, 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 capsules on other breaking stories. <coughs> Pardon me, but the uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's a tone and a personality uh, uh, that I that I enjoy so much, but. Uh, I, I I think you know would Vox Optima ever probably be picked up by the Economist? It's not likely. Hey, do okay. something. Do something hey. to get picked up. Darn it! I'll do I'll do For something Economist like. Yeah. Economisty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Economisty. I um, the thing that I think about, and uh, obviously I'm sure we'll talk a lot with Jim about the you know uh, the 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 uh, status of the, uh, the the newspaper industry, um, but. Yeah, you know, I I tend to use I tend to use my own version of you know an aggregator, whether it's Google News or something else, and uh, and and then I become my own newspaper editor, um, not newspaper editor. That's not the right term. I I become my own newspaper, I guess, by creating this thing, and and so that's not good for the industry, but it certainly is what is I think common now. So you you know you put in those what are those keywords that you follow? So you so I kind of like have my own section of newspaper, and oh this is the one that follows this, and this is the one that follows that. If it's sports, this is the one that follows the Ravens or the Orioles. If it's my case, so um, I you know. I, Again, I don't know if that's a good thing or a the bad Orioles thing. The Orioles are doing it's, terribly this year, by the way. They are. The uh, Orioles are having a horrible it, season. It is just, uh, it's a train wreck. Uh, it, it's a train it's, it's wreck. Almost as if, it's almost as if I had finally decided to be an Orioles fan. And I promise <laughs> you I haven't. It's not my fault this time. Oh, my. So, yeah. So, um, thank you for bringing that up, by the way. I want to appreciate you doing that for uh, for me, making me feel even better about them. But at any rate... Um, yeah, I mean, so I've got my own little newspaper, and so uh, certainly that isn't helping 
um, that isn't helping the Washington Post or the uh, the Virginia Pilot or, or you know it's not helping the newspapers by the fact that I'm not going to them directly, and uh, I'm sure that's a um, not you know that's not a good thing. So I, I can imagine ten years ago, fifteen years ago, having um, that the the paper boy couldn't throw that on my driveway, you know, <laughs> that compilation right. of all these different organizations. Yeah, but uh, I still I still subscribe um, uh, to print newspapers, and I was at a chamber event yesterday, and I uh, was able to get a copy of uh, a weekly, very local paper, uh, the uh, East Mountain Independent, and uh, it's just really enjoyable, especially when you know the editor, when you know the writing. So we have a minor scandal, um, so far minor, could become major in the uh, village of Tijeras. And uh, I, I find I take the East Mountain Independence coverage much more seriously uh, than, say, the Albuquerque uh, TV news coverage, because I know she knows these people. I know she knows the issue and she's been following it closely. Do you think that uh, is, is it is it similar to the idea about books for you? I mean, the, the tactile thing where you're actually touching paper and it's making noises and you're flipping the pages. I mean, I know that's it's so, so superficial, but is is there, is that a part of it, too? Why you subscribe to uh, a print newspaper, uh, or is it just that? Yeah, you know, I, I think so because I don't like, um, for so, whatever reason, the e editions of my local papers have never been as good. Now, when it comes to books, I find myself, if I'm actually holding a no kidding um, book with pages in it, I'm swiping. I've forgotten how to turn pages, it seems like. I'm, I'm so ingrained into my tablet and my e reader. But uh, now, newspapers, um, I think. Uh, uh, building a building a website and uh, being able to surf a newspaper online the way you would um, a, a hard copy it's, it's very difficult in years unless you're a very large and wealthy paper like the New York Times or the Washington Post but then you still hit paywalls so there, there's something about being able to open a newspaper and read every story without answering three marketing questions right right yeah, it's true. Um, boy, they are working hard, aren't they? Not to. to I mean, we get the um, we get the calls uh, almost daily on our home phone and on and elsewhere, you know, for the Washington Post to to sign up, and they're giving incredible deals. But I, I mean, I the problem I have is I did that I did that uh, you know two years ago, and I got the Sunday and I got all week all the weekdays, but they just started piling up like crazy. Maybe it's just that you know I I don't find myself with the time to do it anymore. I'm, it's probably an excuse. But that's just what it feels like. Well, and I, you know, I think uh, I want to ask Jim about this as well. But if I, if I look at uh, two newspapers I've subscribed to, uh, hard copy, it'd be the Washington Post. And I did subscribe to their national edition when I moved back to New Mexico. And uh, I finally quit because I was able to get the stories in the national edi- uh, ed- edition online before it hit my mailbox. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is that issue. And then the Virginian pilot. I mean, the Washington Post is pretty accessible online. And I will say the Virginian pilot has done the same with a much smaller audience. I mean, it, it is a regional paper only. It's, it's not national, although I think it does pick up uh, national interest when it comes to military and Navy issues. Sure, sure. I'm just thinking those little kids, you know, they can't get on their little their bicycle with that uh, with that um, bag over their you know over their arm with the, with the folded newspapers. They can't throw. You know, they, what are they supposed to throw through someone's window now? They can't <laughs> just throw a rock. Well, uh, well, I know. I just just a note. Um, I do. I'm appreciative of my Albuquerque Journal uh, uh, delivery. 
um, and it's uh, out early in the morning. Appreciate it. But could you try and get maybe four out of seven papers not in the ditch? That would be so yeah. awesome for me because I don't wear hiking boots to get my newspaper. Yeah. Never I never had the I never had the newspaper out. I wish I did though, because you know, just the just the fun of throwing that doggone thing, riding the bicycle, that'd have been great. I think the downside was thinking that's like way stupid early. I'm, I have a hard time getting to the bus stop to go to school anyway when I was a kid, so uh, that would have been too much. All righty, well, golly, we're ready. We're 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 getting close to having Jim on. Yeah, it's time for our first break. Yeah, we are. It's time for our first break, uh, and I guess I take us there. Hey, uh, so yeah. we're, we're talking to our good friend and colleague, uh, Jim Washington, um, in just a couple minutes. So we'll, we'll do all the, uh, we'll talk about all the great things about Jim in a few minutes, but you're listening to the brand ambassadors and we'll be back with Jim in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. And with us is our special guest, Jim Washington. And we talk a lot about uh, bipartisan. We like that word uh, in 2018. Well, Jim is 
ultimately bipartisan. He's been on both sides. He's uh, worked just about every newspaper beat imaginable, and since 2009 has worked for Vox Optima as a media training and simulation uh, expert. Jim, good morning, and thanks for joining us. Good morning. Hope uh, everything's well in New Mexico and the nation's capital. Thank you for having me. And thank you, uh, thank you for joining us from sunny, breezy Norfolk. Just a guess. Absolutely, it's it's beautiful day. Wonderful. Well, one thing I want to talk about, and I, I think um, you can really speak to, how important um, is it for uh, someone who's uh, uh, really dedicated to PR communications or an organization, a firm, a uh, spokesman, how important are relationships with local media or trade media? Well, gosh, I think they're, uh, that's vital. Uh, of course, as a, as a reporter, you have those relationships you, with sources and with uh, spokespeople. And they have their job and you have your job, but you certainly form uh, a relationship when you're dealing with these people all the time. Uh, but of course, not every uh, you know PR spokesman uh, reporter relationship is like that. Sometimes you're only dealing with them once or or twice for a particular event. But well, to answer the question, relationships I think are are key because you're you're, you're talking to a person, not a <laughs> a press release. Yeah, I think that um, it, it, I think about the fact that it that used to be. I remember uh, in, in my case, um, it had to, we had to develop the relationship with whoever the military beat reporter was, and I was you know at a public uh, public affairs office at a shore command in the Navy, and it was and that beat reporter would change often. It was frustrating for us because okay, they changed the beat reporter, and then you have to educate them on what you do. But I think now I, I, that those thoughts don't even come into my head anymore because we're so focused on. These things you don't, without not you know not talking to people, but but looking at your social media and all that. So I wonder if organizations are kind of uh, not even thinking about the fact that there's a reporter they should be developing a relationship with. That's a good point. They they may not be because of social media and also because the way newsrooms have changed. The person writing that story may very well not be a beat reporter, or at least if you know a breaking story. It might be a, a member of the online team or their presentation type. It might be a person without even a deep journalistic background. So that, that whole understanding may not be there. So that, I think, makes it even more important to be proactive in getting your information out there and, and making sure they get it. And, you know, along those same lines, the newsrooms have changed so much. Uh, it's funny when you said that, I thought about, I worked at the Fayetteville Observer in North Carolina for many years and just a fantastic military team. They had, you know, just, uh, from editors to reporters and all of them have gone on to, to much bigger and better things. But, um, a lot of that institutional knowledge is gone now as newsrooms have pared down and those, yeah, those were the first people to take the buyout sometimes as the person who had been there for 25, 30 years and knew the military inside and out. They may just, may well not be there anymore. Right. So that, I think that makes those relationships even more important when you have them. And I think it's really incumbent on the PR practitioner to understand 
who is coming to cover them? Because to your point, on a, on a breaking emergency situation, or uh, in many cases, you may have a local news affiliate come with a cameraman, a microphone, and three uh, questions he got from the news director. And so uh, you, need, you need to note that and be prepared and prepare your spokesperson uh, to really give him what he needs. Give that uh, 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 news gatherer what she needs uh, to get this story out. And that means going back to sound bites, minimize editing, ask the guy if uh, 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 you know, they've gotten what they needed. Um, and help them out because if you wait, if you wait for uh, uh, the correspondent, the news gatherer, uh, to ask you all the right questions, they're going to be gone onto the next story to make their deadline before uh, they have time to ask you or remember to. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, um, and, and as you say, they may not know the right questions to ask. So I think. Again, the more you're proactive in getting your, not just message, but the context maybe of, of what's going on and why it's important, if you can stick that, you know, get, get that in there as soon as you can, I think that's really helpful. Like, like uh, saying what I really uh, want uh, readers or viewers to take away from this story is that. And then go and right. then go to your top point. I think I think you I think you really have to place uh, be proactive and place the lead with the news gatherer. Is that a, is that an okay term? I just made that up. <laughs> the news, news gatherer. gatherer, like a hunter and gatherer. Yeah, I think that's. Oh. I think we would. I think most journalists would accept that. I have an image hey, of somebody crawling around on the ground, picking through the dirt with their fingers, and you know that's pretty <laughs> accurate. Hey Jim, I'm going to talk for a minute for a minute about um, uh, you wrote you wrote a blog post for our Vox Voices uh, on the website, uh, getting your media relations done right, and you right, and you talked about the Fayetteville Observer who you, that you just mentioned a little while ago, and so I just want to get it so we all understand about the newsroom of today, and it's, it certainly is dramatically changed. Why don't you talk a little bit about? How they are, uh, how the good ones are are set up, and maybe the not so good ones. Sure, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's cliche at this point to talk about the widespread changes in in news media, especially newspapers. But it's it's absolutely true, and, and I happen to focus on Fayetteville because I worked there. But uh, what caught my eye was editor and publisher magazine, which is you know very big, highly respected industry magazine in, in journalism, singled out, I think it was 10 newspapers around the country uh, doing it right, basically, I think was the headline, uh, who are growing their online audience, merging their online presence with their, their print products, all that stuff. And it was from all over the country. It was uh, the Honolulu Star Advertiser and Fayetteville and Fort Collins, Colorado, all the, all these newspapers, the, the common thread being most of them were pretty small. And, you know, of course, smaller papers got hit maybe even worse because, because when they lost that many people in the last few years, it, you know, it, it made more of a difference in a small newsroom. And what Fayetteville did under uh, Matt LeClaire, the executive editor, was really 
as he says, out of necessity, you know, much smaller newsroom, um, like a lot of papers, they're owned by a chain and to cut costs, the chain, uh, moves design, a lot of design and copy work to a, what they call a hub. So somebody in, you know, if you're in North Carolina, somebody in, you know, somewhere way far away in the country, some other state is maybe editing and uh, laying out your pages, so, which is a huge challenge. But um, they, because of that, they had less people. So they sort of consolidated into this digital team. So this team is, is responsible for a lot of their uh, online presentations, but what they seem to have done really well is integrate into the newsroom and work with reporters and editors to, to, to really, throughout the day, plan out their presentations, look at every story. Could this have a video element? Could this have an online element? Could this have a graphic element? And push it out online. Uh, in fact, they've, I, I still keep up with, with a lot of people from Fayetteville, and they have sort of a big scandal going on right now where a city council member was caught on tape offering to smooth over some political, uh, I'm sorry, land development deal for a certain amount of money. And he just, uh, this happened about a month ago, and he just resigned yesterday. And they broke that on social media. But, of course, followed it up with a big, long investigative story in the paper and on the website. So I think that kind of relationship is really where a lot of newspapers are going now. Just, just everything is sort of one, one mission to get stuff out in as many platforms as possible as soon as possible. Well, this this may have to I carry over to the next segment, but um, do you think that this uh, that that development has uh, resulted in a focus on speed rather than accuracy? I'm sure that happens for sure. Uh, my last job in journalism at the Virginian Pilot was online, and I mean I happen to be somebody with a deep background in journalism, so. I certainly hope that wasn't the case for me, but I know, I know that pitfall is there in the rush to get stuff out. And um, in the observer's case, some of those folks are, are, are truly digital people. That's how they're trained. They might not have that deep journalism background, so that might be an area to to watch. I mean, sure, surely their stuff is being read by editors and whatnot, but, yeah, in that rush to publish if, if that's what you're thinking more so, then let me call that police source one more time to make sure this is right. That thought process might not be there. Yeah, I think um, I think we do want to continue this when we come back from the break because I got some thoughts about that as well. Um, we are uh, talking with our good friend and colleague Jim Washington, uh, senior communications analyst with Vox Optima and a longtime uh, reporter, both print and digital. Uh, and uh, so we're talking all things about relationships with the media, with newspapers in particular. You're listening to The Brand Ambassadors, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. (music) 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary potterfield along with Merritt hamilton allen and uh, Jim Washington, and uh, before the break, we we're talking uh, a little bit about accuracy and uh, the impact of uh, digital on that. And uh, something that, that I think about now is that um, uh, because, you know, we're talking about newspapers, and, you know, newspapers are finite things if we talk about the physical product. Uh, but the digital version of the newspaper is a is a con- con- continuing product. So I think that you know you see those updates that are coming. You, if you look online, Jim, you see like oh this this story updated at 9:07 a.m. This story up and then it's updated at 12 noon. So I think that it, it, it's kind of interesting. The first the first version out may have inaccuracies, but it's it, I just think the entire idea and I wonder your thoughts on this uh, about what does that do to journalism when the story is like being updated not daily, but but even hourly or, or minutely, if that's a word. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, you know, as a former journalist and somebody who deals with journalists, I certainly hope it's not. 
<laughs> eroding that uh, that striving for accuracy. Uh, you know, I think it's just more of almost like people being able to peer over a reporter's shoulder as they're writing the story. Like if you were in the newsroom in the old days with the typewriter clacking away with an editor over your shoulder reading it and, and you know, throwing out a one-sentence AP alert or something, you, you got to write it and get it out. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to sell the digital team short. I mean, I don't know. A lot of them may not have the deep journalistic knowledge, but I think they know, you know, this has to be right. I'm going to run this by the editor before I post it and the reporter, and, and they can all be involved in that. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's how it works at, at most newspapers. But sure, I mean, if, if getting this before the local TV station is what's uppermost in your mind, as opposed to making sure everything's absolutely right, then yeah, that's, again, that's a huge pitfall that I, I'm sure is discussed in newsrooms all the time and hammered home no matter who is posting even if you know a lot of places reporters post their own stories uh you know just make sure yes we want it first but we want it right as well well that, that makes uh, your comments just though also about um uh you know the uh, reporters typing away with an editor looking over their shoulder. I, I did an editorial board uh, interview with the Albuquerque Journal a couple of weeks ago. And say, oh, we always give our guests the view. So I took the seat that faced the newsroom, and they met the window. <laughs> you, you wanted to look at those reports so, clacking away. Yeah. And um, I, I might have uh, made a, uh, a wry yet appreciated joke about that being perhaps an endangered species, but uh, uh, th that was kind of funny. One thing, though, I want to ask is, and I think your point about uh, reporters who are digital natives, um, there, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's different. So. Uh, I'm afraid of sounding like get those kids off my lawn, but how would you t tell, you know, an old school PR practitioner like me? I mean, I used to fax stuff. Seriously, that's how old I am. Um, what what should I be doing to make sure I'm giving uh, the digital correspondent everything they need? You're right. I think it's, it's a whole new way of, of thinking about things in a way. Uh, I think at base, the, the changes are maybe not superficial, but, but in terms of presentation, you know, all these new platforms, the, at, at, the, at the bottom line, you're still getting your information across and, and, as you say, making sure that they're understanding it. As far as what they can do, I think you just have to be super clear in your, your, in your release or in your interviews or, or what have you. You just have to sort of hammer home the messages that you want to get through, plus the context, and you know, just anything so the tightness, they might not think to ask about. So the tightness of the press release um, is more important, possibly, than ever. Absolutely, as as Matt said in in my, uh, the our interview for the blog post, from the subject line, from you know those two or three words, whatever it is, right there is where it starts. You know, you got to get 
information and attention in those couple of words, then go in, you know, get them to open the press release and then right up front say, here's what's happening. Here's why it's important. Here's when it is. And if you can, you know, add, hey, this, this is an event that would make a good video. You know, we'll do, we, we're opening a store. We'll do a video tour or what have you. And here's some more information. And here's, of course, you know, where you get in touch with us, where you get in touch with the people the story is about. Here's how it affects your area. That's a big thing. If you get a, a, a local press releases are one thing, but uh, national press releases about, you know, from the National Association of Ice Cream store owners, you know, you got to make, you got to, you got to put in there why it's important to you, to that publication, to that area. And again, you have to do it really, really quick. Yeah. And, you know, just a kind of a a follow on comment is one thing I I think of is nothing is going to destroy an effective press release than an exhaustive corporate chop chain. Because I think we I think we've all dealt with this. You write a very tight press release for a very specific event issue, um, and pass it up uh, corporate, and it gets longer and longer and uh, weedier and less interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure I've, I've threw away many a press release back in the day for <laughs> once I got tired of reading. Right. I I want to go back for a moment. Um, at the very beginning when Merritt brought up uh, relationships. Um, so uh, is it still, is there value in the, in the world we're in now? Is there really, I uh, mean, we've asked, we've answered a little bit, but is there really value in developing that relationship or is, or is the change in personnel and the, and the speed with which we deal with, uh, with issues so fast that your time is better spent um, in other areas in terms of getting the, the word out? I mean, in other words, Having a cup of coffee with the beat reporter, does that even happen anymore? Oh, absolutely. Again, a lot at the bottom line, at the end of the day, I think a lot of things really haven't changed. Sure, if you're a cop reporter, you know all the police spokesmen and talk to them all the time, and you go down there. City hall reporters, same thing. Just That, I don't think, hopefully, can ever go away because that's, you know, where you're getting your story, because that stuff still happens. Um, you know, the investigative pieces are still happening. The day-to-day reporting on city council is still happening. All that still is getting done. It may be being presented a different way, and those stories may be, you know, online five minutes after you talk to that source. But, you know, there there are still beat reporters. There There, there is a lot of turnover, certainly, and there might be young people coming in, younger people coming in, and, and they don't have the institutional right. knowledge, but they have to get that to cover that beat. So, yeah, I think yeah. that core relationship I, won't ever go away. But, sure, there's different ways to to approach that now. Of course, you're, uh, then again, we're kind of looking at it from, and, and I understand this, from the perspective of the reporter and their beat. Um, I'm wondering from the perspective of the of the other side and if and and you know if you're a medium-sized business i mean i guess i guess you just wonder at what point at the size of your organization and the amount of integra- uh, interactions you do have with the media uh, you know where that where the, ben- the the cost benefit plays into it 
Right. If you're if you're a corporate uh, spokesperson, PR person, yeah, maybe the percentage of time you spend just sort of hanging out with reporters and talking to them has probably gone down quite a bit. It's um, yeah, probably more, as you say, of of, of other things, put, pushing out press releases in different ways to different um, different voices. You know, the the one newspaper in town may not be the one stop shop anymore. So you might be dealing with an alternative publication or or just not, you know, just tweet it yourself kind of thing. So yeah, in that way I'm I'm sure the uh the corporate spokesperson gig has changed quite a bit. So um Based, uh, you know, I, I'm just thinking about some of um, the, the, you know, the real wins. I think it's not hard to have a 10-minute conversation or meet somebody for coffee. And when we talk about turnover in newspapers, so what if you have to do it every year or a couple times a year? I think, I, I absolutely think it's worth doing. And just an example I would give, I don't know, I'm, this, I, I'm, this is probably uh, before your time at the uh, pilot, but um, when I was in Norfolk and working with the pilot, I really had a great relationship with Carrie Duraki. And that relationship had absolute boundaries. We were social friends. But um, I also knew that she wasn't going to pull any punches on a story. And she knew I would uh, uh, do my best without compromising the Navy position to give her the information she needed. And mm. an example of that was she called me one day out of the blue. I was stationed at the hospital and said, hey, um, Merritt, there's a doctor um, from your hospital um, facing criminal charges in general district court tomorrow. Have you seen that? And it would have been very easy. Yeah, it would be very easy for her to do the gotcha story. And um, it it was an ugly story regardless. Um, uh, We did what we could. But the courtesy of getting that heads up um, was just invaluable. And I think it made me want to do more uh, to give her the the, um, clearest story she could get. Right. Well, that, that yeah, I guess we haven't talked about that, but the, the right kind of relationship, the respect, mutual respect thing is, is also key to that whole thing working both ways. Because, I mean, you don't want to burn your source because you, then you won't get those tips anymore and, and they don't want to burn you. You, have to, every- you, you know, you're going to be angry, you know. It, it's, yeah, it's I think everybody has to understand. turn that sour pretty quickly. Everybody has to understand what the other person's job is. My job is to put the best foot forward for my organization. Uh, the journalist's job is to get the most accurate story out on time. And you can work together with that. Uh, we're going uh, to go to break, uh, but uh, Jim, I hope you'll stay with us for the fourth segment. Uh, you're listening to The Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. 
Our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm jerry potterfield along with Merritt hamilton allen and uh, Jim Washington. Hey, Jim, uh, you made a real brief reference before the break. Um, I think you'd mentioned, you might have mentioned directly or indirectly, alternative uh, outlets and such. And I'm wondering about that. I mean, um, if we're an organization, so it, the one of the changes is not just the big local newspaper um, or small local newspaper, but now uh, things are cropping up all over the place, you know, alternatives. Uh, you know, how do we vet to know what media we should go to? And, you know, is it some fly-by-night guy that just, uh, just started a blog? Or, you know, how do we figure all that out from the corporate perspective? That, that is a great question because you're right. There are There's a ton of things. There's, you know, the, in addition to the old sort of old-fashioned media, um, no matter how much they might branch out, be it TV, newspapers, whatever, sure, there's uh, there's alternative papers, there's, as you say, blogs that, that may have just popped up. Um, yeah, I guess do you research, kind of look into where they're from and, and what they are. I guess, you know, it couldn't hurt to sort of take a shotgun approach and, and get your stuff out as much as possible. But, uh, yeah, I would certainly be wary of... You know the, the the nature of that voice and and how associating yourself with it might reflect right. on you down the road. That's what I was thinking. So, I, uh, I always have to uh, uh, ask the kind of gossipy question. Uh, uh, do you have um, in your mind uh, a PR practitioner who just absolutely did it right? And then also, you don't have to mention them by name, someone who absolutely did it wrong. No, no, no names. Now, you know, um, God, I'm trying to think. I the, 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 the bad ones, I guess, are just more, 
you know, tepid or too aggressive maybe, or they have a, a, an uninteresting press release with a long feature type lead on it. <laughs> and they, they just don't give you what you need. It's not, I can't think of a dramatic example, but it, it's more like, the, I think the danger is more of your, your press release is going to get ignored or, or I guess worse is, is a, you know, the wrong information is going to get out because you didn't take the time to make sure they understood what was going on. I mean, the reporter absolutely has a responsibility to get things right and put it in context and, and ask you the extra question. But it, it's to your benefit to make sure that happens. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be just pushing your message or what you're trying to get across. It, it should really be, hey, this, this is the truth and here's why it matters. And that, 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 is going to work for you as a spokesman much more you, than, you, you know, either trying to cover something up or, or giving him complete information. You talked about, um, uh, from your blog post, uh, and you're talking to the executive editor, uh, at the, at the observer about what they were looking for, but I guess it relates to Merritt's question, not about people, but about what you see when in your, when you were, when you're wearing your reporter hat, um, what, did you get these releases that suddenly they jumped out and you go, oh yeah, this we got to do this one? I mean, are there, are there things that are the, are there qualities that you see that make you go, yeah, this is a this is great, and I want to I want to go after this. Sure, I think what, what's in the back of your mind is always you're picturing what that story is going to be. So if they provide. You know, you've got the basic information. If they can lay out for you, here's why this is going to be a good story. That is kind of what grabs you because because you're going through a bunch of them, and you might think, okay, you know, this is this is useless. This they're just trying to you know get across something. They're just trying to get their business out, whatever. And that's the other thing. Even reporters don't want to be a free ad. You know, if you're a business. That that's always in the back of their mind is like I'm I'm not going to be a you know corporate shill for for this person for no reason. But oh come on, go ahead. That legitimate. Well, unless you work for a pay to play station, <laughs> right, right? You know, if there's cash wrapped up in the press release, who knows? <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, but yeah, I think, and I just um, have a quick fo- one quick follow on question. Um, when you wear your reporter hat, Jim, is it a pork pie or a fedora? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a fedora with the press, you know, thing coming out of it, the little placard. Just like is it yellow? Days, maybe a feather, depending on the, the event, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the Three Stooges and uh, an episode that, that showed uh, Mo and Larry each having press passes and uh, Curly having one that said pull. <laughs> I still love hey, you know what? You know what, Jim? All the, all actually, the reporters wait, rush I, together into the phone booth in the phone booth falls over that's right no I, real quick i did i, I saw your uh, i was in researching you and uh and virginia pilot you, you'll you'll be oh happy to know that there is something posted three days ago that has your byline three days ago it says water rises swamping roads and flooding yards that just again i mean that actually looks as if it was three days ago you open it up and it was 2006 but again the dangers okay, of what hey, you see online come from huh I, I have no idea why that would be uh, trending other than we live in Norfolk, Virginia, and, uh, you know, we're going to be underwater pretty soon anyway. So I, that's, that's just that's a, perennial, 
a perennial issue. I'm sorry. Back to you, Merritt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think one thing, and you probably saw this uh, in, in, both in uh, Fayetteville and uh, Hampton Roads, and I, I certainly saw it. Um, I was doing some last-minute press release uh, taking over uh, for a Navy week, uh, which was seven days of Navy events in Gulfport, Mississippi, and I just very quickly laid out, okay, uh, four days before the event, uh, starts all the all the uh, uh, editors and assignment editors. They got a laundry list. This is what's happening on each day, and then each day uh, they got uh, by seven thirty in the morning uh, a list of events. What was probably had the best visuals uh, when there was time uh, when there was available for uh, interviews afterwards. Cell phones of all the public affairs uh, uh, staff on it. And then just simply counted down from my master press release. Um, I would do the uh, so if it was a sat if it was the first Saturday, I'd list what was happening on Saturday and Sunday. And same thing, it was just kind of a four, next forty eight hours uh, in the event. And we got really good coverage that way. And it wasn't rocket science. It was just trying to take all this information and all these visit visits and distill it into a page of information that an assignment editor can actually use. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, actually, because that is something that either an, uh, uh, an editor or a reporter could actually like print out and take with them to the event and say, oh, here's what's going on. Here's where I need to be. Yeah, exactly. When we talk about keeping press releases tight, but, you know, in that case, the, sometimes the more information, if it's, if it's good information that they can mm-hmm. use, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. Yeah, we had we had a like a uh, one mayor was actually doing a guest jump with the leapfrogs, and we didn't put it in the press release. We just um, gave the cell phone number of the head PAO and said, um, uh, "There's a really cool twist to this. We're not gonna uh, we're not gonna put in the release, but if you call or text so and so, they'll tell you what it is." So it was like a little oh, teaser because uh, we also, yeah. It, it, it was a uh, it, it was it was a fun way to do it. Uh, of course, um, I didn't plan it. I didn't look up best practices. I wound up holding the media uh, uh, the media advisory bag for a project a week before it happened. But hey, out of pressure comes great things. <laughs> so, Merritt, do you still deal with a lot of military beat reporters? You know, not really. Be um, sometimes to pitch a story, I will. But you know, when you're when you're working for a military client, the military client needs to be the spokesperson, not even the PAO, but you know, the, the subject matter expert, the commander, what have you. So, um, to pitch a story, yeah, I certainly follow lots of folks on Twitter because uh, I'm interested in their stories. Um, Dave, uh, Dave Brown, uh, uh, Tony Capaccio, uh, Chris Cavis. Um, I follow all of them uh, out of interest. And so, you know, they know me as a Twitter groupie more than anything else these days. Um, and we are, we are up on the end of our show. This went by so fast. Jim Washington, thank you so much. This has been such a fun show. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll have to do it again sometime. We will. We absolutely will. Media Relations with Jim, part two. Uh, so for Jim Washington and Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. 
Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.